There's been over a 20 to 1 return. If you had put that money into an S&P 500 and reinvested the dividends, you'd come up with something like $17 billion, but you think it's $200 billion. Here, yeah. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. Get your first shot, and when you're due for your second, get your second shot. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, mm -hmm. which has always been a month to a month and a half ahead of us, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. The booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every adult, every adult to get a booster shot. Uh, clearly one of the best investments uh, I've ever been involved in. Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Monday, August 29th, 2022. Thank you for joining me yet again this early show for the morning. I have to do this quickly. There's one thing I kind of, I'm starting to really enjoy these quick, you know, quick for T-Lab, maybe an hour, but today it has to be about a 45 minutes to half an hour discussion of this one topic I found because we have our Rockman exclusive show coming out at noon today, an interview with Whitney Webb that I highly recommend that you guys check out. Now, before we get into that, as you can see from the title, it's very obvious we're going to discuss today. A, it's, it's just, it, you guys know, this is a point that I've been harping on for a while, that the community data, this is specifically about Pfizer. Now, I say community because that's the website page, the name they still use. But we know we're talking about Pfizer BioNTech because the so-called approval community is sitting on a document somewhere, hasn't been produced, isn't being released. So the point is that it's not really approved, even though they legally approved it on paper. It's just being an illusion so they can push this thing out under the guise that it is approved when they're giving you emergency use authorization legally, uh, legal emer emergency use authorized substances legally. And that means a whole new everything i mean the, the, the whole liability issue is the main point but 
the UK came out and basically just admitted that we don't know if it's safe after two years of claiming blatantly that it's safe and you should do it and forcing many people into even when they're pregnant. We've seen examples of pregnant people being fired from their jobs for not getting this. I mean, it's amazing and, and horrific. But we're going to go through that today quickly and just a couple of points around it. But as I said, I wanted to show you guys we have a show coming out today with Whitney Webb entitled History of Epstein's Network, Intelligence Ties, and Links to Today's Agenda. Now, I wanted to clarify one, once again, very quickly to begin, that this is a Rockfin exclusive show that is behind a paywall. Now, that's not something that I have ever wanted to do, and you guys know this. I've been very clear about the idea that this is not something that I, and in every other circumstance, that's not something we do. And just so you know, on top of that, I do let out the podcast afterward so you guys can still listen to it, whether or not you're paying for the podcast or the, the premium Rockfin. And again, just to clarify why I've said this before, you know that we've been under attack aggressively from every possible angle, even from independent media. The point is that we are trying to do our best to keep this going, the whole platform. And we got to a point after attacking, and some of these were from a while ago, Patreon, PayPal, but we're not living paycheck to paycheck here. We're trying to be fiscally responsible. And so the money that we've been bringing in from donations and everything over the years, we've been trying to you know, maintain and hold and use only for TLAF. And the point is that that got to a point where that got diminished. And now we're at a point where they're attacking us even further. And so my goal is to not miss a beat. I don't want to have to slow down Derek's writing, Robert's writing, Whitney's writing, Taylor's interviews, any of it. I want to make sure we keep the level that we've been doing. And so the point is, I had to find some other way to do that. And I would love to just depend on the individuals out there that believe in our work. And, it, and I, I will get it back to that. I believe that. But at this point, the reason we did this with Rockfin is because it was a perfect opportunity with a platform that does seem to support the idea of free speech and everything we're doing to do a Rockfin exclusive show. And on top of that, the idea is that it probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the new show. All that being said, I understand why people don't like the fact that it's behind a paywall. I don't really either, but it does support what we're doing very much so. And it supports groups like, like Rockfin and what they're trying to do. So help us do that. So, And even that being said, I know people will still be upset about it. The point being, this interview is there. It will be out today at noon to check out, so please do so. It's a really important discussion, and her book is going to be fantastic. Now, the point we're talking about today, I'm going to give a shout-out to Tracy2017. I'm not familiar with, but this is where I saw it first, and that's what people should be doing. Oh, would you look at this? UK government quietly removes approval for use of COVID vaccine in pregnant and breastfeeding women two years after injecting them with it. Admit safety cannot be assured at this current time, and that is exactly what it says. Let's show you. Here is Well, for, actually, first, what I wanted to show you, uh, was, yes, this is their guidance from April. This is updated as of April 11th, 2022. I don't even know how they can get away with putting out the guidance we're going to show you next that literally says we don't know it's safe and shouldn't take it, even though in April, and it's still up on the website, by the way, they say completely safe, you should do it. How do you explain that? Oh, science evolves, apparently. Well, how about this? If you didn't know it was safe or you don't know it's safe now, that means you didn't know it was safe then. You, didn't, you don't know it's safe before and then suddenly don't know now. They're still pointing at the same biotech original injection. This is them admitting now, acting like they only just got the data, that it's not safe or that we don't know for sure. But you don't get new data to find out that you didn't know for sure. They always knew this wasn't safe, and I've proven this to you many times. I'm, I'll show you the same documentation from Pfizer that says this and always has said this. So they all know this. So here's April 12th or April 11th, 2022, updated as of then. COVID-19 vaccination is strongly recommended for pregnant breastfeeding women. The coronavirus vaccines available in the UK have been shown to be effective, which, by the way, is not even accurate, and to have good safety profile, also not even remotely accurate. It is important to have your COVID vaccination to protect you and your baby. 
Now, that's just recommendations, right? But we have many examples of them or government or, or institutions or uh, corporate level entities making them do this. Or in many cases, we saw now people are being forced to pay back their maternity leave because they didn't get injected. I mean, everything about this is coercive and manipulative. Here's just one of many. I'm doing this quickly, but there's an endless amount of this from UK media. COVID vaccines are safe for pregnant women. <laughs> just right there in the headline, November 2021. And at that time, in November 2021, I was showing you the document then that said, no, it's not. We don't know. We didn't do the testing, which means at the very least, you should say, don't do it until we know it's safe. Just because you want to argue there's a dangerous thing out there, which, by the way, we're now and we've always hopefully seen, but now more so than ever seeing that it's not that dangerous doesn't mean you can then say, take this unknown thing. What if it's more dangerous? You can't say the benefits outweigh the risks if you don't know if it's safe because you haven't tested it. So here is the actual document that just came out. Thanks to Tracy that I saw this updated the 16th of August. Now, guess what, guys? It's the 29th of August. Are you seeing people slow down in the UK about ju justifying and forcing pregnant people to take these injections? You're not. So are they trusting the science? No, no, they're just going with the narrative, despite what the government is now admitting to them. Applies to Scotland, England, Wales. It, it's the entire UK. The point is it says, oh, and there's a couple of other important. Oh, I'll just cut to the chase on this point first. So you guys, I, I know you guys are wanting to see the point. Right here, toxicity conclusions. The absence of reproductive toxicity data is a reflection of the speed and development. Okay, we don't care. The point is you're admitting we don't have data whether or not it's safe in regard to reproductivity, fertility. Yeah, even though they do, though, and we've shown you the data that very clearly shows that there is an issue and they just don't want to admit it that way. But here, what they're at the very least admitting, we just didn't have any data for it. And the reason is because we did this so fast for you and whatever. That's, their, that's the way they justified this. I, don't, I will never understand how people buy the idea of doing something unsafe for your safety. It's ridiculous. But it says, for a, 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 a reflection of the speed of, of development to first identify and select the injections for clinical testing and its rapid development to meet the ongoing urgent health need, which they justified, they rationalized, they created. It wasn't really ultimately there, in my opinion. But it says very clearly in the context of supply under Regulation 174, it is considered that sufficient reassurance of safe use of the vaccine in pregnant women cannot be provided at this present time. How is that possible if they're right over here going, do it, take it, we think it's safe and effective? Months ago, they lied to you. They pushed it. It says women who are breastfeeding should also not be vaccinated. So they're telling you pregnant women, breastfeeding women should not be vaccinated. Blatantly saying that very clearly. I just can't even wrap my mind around that. And here is the Pfizer documentation, as I've shown you a hundred times. This one was updated as of February 2022. So again, ask yourself how it's possible that in February, the Pfizer biotech documentation can say the safety profile of the vaccine is not fully known in pregnant or breastfeeding women. And yet they can come back in April and say, we recommend you do that. This is incredible. These people should be in prison. It's simple as that. And also it says it's uh, in, in general, it, uh, the studies are ongoing and the point is they just don't know. And there's plenty of other points to be made on this document. They don't know the long term safety, which is that I think that that connects to anybody's situation. They just don't know because the safety data are being collected in ongoing studies. It's not currently it's unknown at present or the fact that they don't know how it interacts with other injections, despite them pushing monkeypox vaccines and flu vaccines and tuberculosis vaccines and polio vaccines all at the same time. Get them all at the same place. Get a discount. But guess what? They don't know if that's safe, but they're doing it anyway because it's all good no matter what, as long as you lean in this direction, right? 
Let's go through the rest of this. So here's the document. Summary of Public Assessment Report for COVID-19 Vaccine, updated August 19th, 2022. There's a few things. There's probably more in here that I could point out, but I find this to be the most important chunk of this. How does BNT162B2 work? That's the Pfizer injection. What kills me about this is they're in a position here. It's they've admitted how this what this thing is and operates and how it operates. Yet, when they have an opportunity to just lay it out again, they're in they're willfully deceptive about it. Because instead of saying it's an injection, it's a gen- genetic therapy, which they don't want to admit, which is so blatantly ridiculous because of how even Merck says that's what it is. And they all knew that their own company said that before it came out. And then on COVID, like a million other things, everything just changed. <laughs> what we admitted 30 seconds ago is now fake news because we don't want to say it like that. But the point is that it's a genetic therapy using lipid nanoparticles to deliver mRNA instructions to your cells to train them to create the spike protein, which then arguably, I disagree with how this ultimately plans out, creates an antibody response. Now, that's not the same thing as saying the injection triggers a response in your body. It says when a person is given this injection, it triggers the body to naturally produce, to naturally produce antibodies. I mean, that's not even true. And stimulates immune cells to protect against COVID-19. I mean, that is not true. The injection simply gives genetic mRNA instructions. That's what it does. Your body, as we can see in everybody's bodies taking these, completely fall apart after this. After three months, at, at clearly, I mean, that's the marker everyone seems to see, but we're seeing people get sick instantaneously all across the board. But the point is that that is just a blatant misrepresentation. I mean, and how can you walk away thinking that's, that's it's willfully dishonest? You don't want people to know what this is, and that scares me about the entire direction of what this is. Why do they feel scared to let that be seen? What are the possible side effects, they say? Now, for crying out loud, they have admitted myocarditis. They have admitted VITT, vaccine-induced thrombosis, thrombocytopenia. They have admitted Bell's palsy. They have admitted to every single thing we've talked about. Super rare, they claim, and there's plenty of peer-reviewed studies. So when they have the opportunity, as this recently updated document, to address what those are, possible. What are the possible side effects? Not what are the main side effects. What are the most common side effects? What are the possible side effects? You can see by the very small paragraph that it doesn't even begin to touch this. The most common side effects within the Pfizer injection, which may affect more than one in 10 people, were pain at the injection site, tiredness, headaches, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, and fever. That's it. That is the only thing they write down. Adverse events were usually mild to moderate or moderate in intensity and resolved within a few days after vaccination. I don't even know how they can legally get away with that right now. I mean, I guess that doesn't even matter because it seems like nothing legally matters to any of these people. But my God, how in the world can they admit this, pay people $140,000 for things and not even include it? Maybe that's why. I mean, this is just a complete, this is a narrative statement. This has nothing to do with the reality, in my opinion. Why was being, why was the Pfizer injection approved? Which, by the way, it's funny that they say, and this, see, this is incredible. Technically, this is the UK, so it's different. I mean, I, mean, that, I guess, see, that's not even what I was going to say. And you know my stance on this in regard to the US, because it is different. The, the terms are different in other places. In the US, this whole game they play between authorized and approved is frustrating to me. Even people that know better say pr- fully approved or authorization approval or whatever. It kills me. But BNT162B2 is the emergency authorized injection. So in the United States, the so-called approval that's on paper that's not being used is named Comirnaty. There's legally distinct, and even when you dive into it, actually distinct with different things in them, but they don't want you to talk about that. 
especially with this new booster, which is really just a new injection entirely. But it says the side effects, or rather just the effects of these injections observed with use of this injection are considered to be similar to those seen with other vaccines. Excuse me, I see. I, play, I try, try to remember to say injections and include, <laughs> it says vaccines, obviously, for the podcast. But how can they say that? Uh, the same? So you're telling me we've seen, so we have a, a 90% of the entire VAERS system is overtaken with this one injection? All the reports, and the, even the UK and others from the port before said this is not even meant to be verified. It's just the reports and the signaling, and it's meant to be used, and they ignore it today. Or we can see the real-world example of all these problems or the fact, are you really going to pretend that other vaccines, the flu vaccine or anything else? I mean, I shouldn't even say that. Deep down, I probably suspect that they probably have similar problems that have been covered up over the years, just my opinion. But the point being from the narrative is, let's just take the chickenpox vaccine or these things that people have taken over the years. Are you going to pretend that they all can cause myocarditis, vaccine-induced thrombocytopenia, Bell's palsy, strokes, heart attacks, blood clots? Are you serious? So it's the it's about the same. They're about the same difference. So we just go ahead and call their approval because they're the same. And they say the MHRA, again, the group that in 2006 argued just the signals were enough to shut this down. So by their argument, this should have been shut down in 2020. It concluded that the benefits are greater than the risks. Now, so you're talking about something that you don't even know and you're, act- and you're acting like this makes sense. The, the benefits outweigh the risks. We're still playing that game even though it's been clearly defined that's not even remotely accurate, and recommended that this medicine can be authorized for temporary supply. Now, that's the point that really stood out to me. So they're pretending like this is just because we're in the middle of an emergency and we have to do it quickly in a temporary... Okay, so two years later, right? So it's just a temporary supply as we're ordering more, as we're waiting for the new booster. Right. You see how they see how stupid they think we are? Acting like they're playing this game in an emergency when they've admitted the emergency is not there. And by any definition, pre-COVID, we're not even in an emergency. It doesn't even matter. It's not temporary anything when it's gone on for two years and you're already buying the next ones before they've even come out. It's just, it's really insulting. Like it, anybody that doesn't know this should read through this and, and realize that they're acting like you're a six-year-old that just does no, well, these are the people they're trying to train to be like that. What they say is the truth because they say it. That's it. It's science because Fauci said it, right? We've been seeing the same thing through the whole the whole process. There's some few other parts in here. Now, these are crazy to me. Some of these parts they write out here, it blows me away how many times they admit to they don't have any studies for these things that are very relevant. And their only argument is because, well, we had to rush it out because we saw a big danger doing something dangerous for your safety. No absorption studies were con- conducted for the COVID-19 mRNA injection since the root of administration is intramuscular, right? Because we know it doesn't go in your body anywhere else, right? We know it doesn't circulate your bloodstream, right? Or produce spike proteins forever, right? Of course, because that's the narrative. So they just state, well, we don't need any studies for that because we know it's not going to work. We've proven this. This peer-reviewed science has proven this. They've had to admit this. And yet the most updated UK document just goes, yeah, we didn't do it because we don't need it. Cool. Glad we're trusting the science, right? Distribution. What's, you could read this paragraph for yourself. The point is just distribution is the same point I just made. They're acting like we don't know that this completely circulates your bloodstream within one hour and continues to do so and does not dissipate the way that they state right in that paragraph. Mind-blowing. Excretion. Now, here's an important one, and this has to do with the whether or not it leaves your body, the, the shedding of the spike protein, the idea of the potential self-spreading vaccine, however you want to look at this. No excretion studies have been conducted. With COVID-19 vaccines. Okay. Or specifically be at this Pfizer. So how in the world then can you stand back and go fake news when somebody discusses that topic? Seeing as how you haven't studied it. Oops. It's amazing how ridiculous this is, right? 
And there's a lot, again, there's so much more in here that we should go through, but I'm getting close on my time here. Toxo, toxo, toxokinetics. Now, this is interesting to me. I had to grab this one to find, get, this is exactly what this means. It is an application of pharmacokinetics to determine the relationship between the systemic exposure of a compound and its toxicity. Well, doesn't that sound relevant to know whether or not its systemic, its systemic exposure is toxic to you? Well, guess what? No, we didn't do those studies. They weren't performed. This is consistent with what the WHO says, so big, no big deal. We don't want to know. No toxokinetic studies have been performed with this injection. That seems pretty ridiculous. Genotoxicity. No genotoxicity studies are even planned for Pfizer as the components of all these, the vaccine constructs, are lipids and RNA and are not expected to have genotoxic potential based on what the WHO said back in 2005. Cool. So we're assuming that sounds safe. Now, I'm not even going to, I mean, look, there's, there's probably a rational, or they would at least give you what they think is a rational explanation for why that's sound. My point is simply this. With every single thing we've seen so far, wouldn't we want to be sure, especially now that this has been used and people are, act, I mean, everybody around the world pointing out things they don't want to admit to and they're trying to hide this stuff and all the peer-reviewed science is beginning to show exactly what we talked about before. Now maybe we should go, maybe we should look at those. Maybe there is something that we assume that is inaccurate or wrong. Or maybe we lied because we didn't want you to see that. Who, I mean, who knows? But because they weren't expected to have this kind of a potential, we just didn't even look into it. Oh, because we were in a rush for your safety. Or in this case, because the WHO apparently says they never have to at all. That's what they say. I don't find any of this to be safe and effective or sound scientific research. Carso, this, whether it's carcinogenic. Studies on this have not been conducted. You know why? Well, because the components of all the injections, constructs, or lipids and RNA, and they're not expected expected to have carcinogenic potential. I mean, it, it's the same point. They're, just because it's not expected to have that, that effect, maybe they do when you're using an experimental process that you've never successfully completed before or never successfully mass injected in people before. Just a thought. But nah, let's just run on a bunch of assumptions that we tell ourselves because you're in danger. We sell ourselves. I mean, it's just, it's all just round and round the hamster wheel. But combined fertility and developmental studies, you know, while they're pushing this on children and people that are pregnant and people in everywhere, well, they're ongoing. In rats, it's ongoing. Oh, you mean aside from the ones you did in rats earlier that showed a 10% decrease in the, the pregnancy index that you said we don't have to tell people because as long as it doesn't go below 75% that it's, it's not reportable? Literally in the Pfizer documentation, I've shown you 15 times. So why would they ignore that first rat study and just make a new one? I think you know why. But it's ongoing, though. So in that, if, if you're being honest, it would be, we don't, we don't know if this is safe until we're done with that. But instead, they go, take it. It's safe and effective because the media said. Parental and postnatal development, including maternal function. No studies have been done. Studies in which the offspring are dosed and are further evaluated. No studies have been done. Local tolerance. No such studies have been done. The assessments as, as part of the general toxic toxicity study should suffice, should suffice, and a separate study is not needed. Other toxicity studies, no studies have been done. I'm reading directly from the site, guys, for those in the podcast. And then again, toxicity conclusions this is the first part. It says the absence of reproductive toxicity data is a reflection of the speed. For you, of course, it's all for you. And again, it is considered that sufficient reassurance of safe, use of the vaccine in pregnant women cannot be provided at this time. Right this moment, there are women being coerced into this, being shamed by their friends and neighbors, being forced to take this for their job. 
the UK, the United States, all around the world. Women who are breastfeeding should also not be vaccinated. That's what the UK government now says, despite them in April literally pushing the opposite and right now in their media still pushing the opposite. This is straight up criminal, guys, and I just can't get past how obvious it is. And again, I argue this is why I think most people do see this. I really do believe that right now. I think that most people are aware of this, even those that got fooled. Maybe they're not admitting that or saying it out loud, but they you can see by the boosters just flatlined at about 20% and about under 10%. I think it was under 5% of children, toddlers, have even taken this thing or their parents have gotten it for them because even those people that were in long with this are going, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. Maybe they even tell themselves the government doesn't know and they're just malfeasant, you know, always be rather seen as incompetent than criminal, of course, because they can go, oops, we really tried to do the right thing and murdered a lot of people are bad. We tried to rescue Yemen and killed everybody. We tried to rescue Syria and murdered and stole from them. Oops, are bad. Freedom. So it's okay, right? That's where we are today. Same thing's happening in your body. It's all about screaming that it's for your best interest because we, you know, we don't know for sure if it's the risk is too high and the benefits outweigh the risk and it's safe and effective. And they just keep yelling these things at people. They have long since been accurate if they ever were. Thank you for being here, guys. Continue to fight. Continue to show people what's going on. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.